the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. going on anyone and everyone who might happen to be alive at this particular point in time big shout out to those listening in the spirit world i miss you all huge howdy to the high holy three and triple j i love you i love you man i tell you what i came in here all happy and then got the news and it's like oh talk about you know just just plopping just plop plop like that like that Got a great show for you. Uh, had I known prior to my arrival here at WBGZ this afternoon, I'd have changed up the show. I'm going to change up part of it. Tomorrow I'll do more of a full dedication. But in case you ain't heard, uh, Eddie Van Halen died. I'll give you all that information in a moment. That's the bad news for today. There's some good news for Zeppelin fans, if that means anything to you. Man, I was stunned when I got the Eddie Van Halen news. Commander, Bipchim Dar came to me and said, had you heard the news? I said, no, sir. Nine, Commander. I have not. He told me, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Man, you're sad and everything, but you know what I mean? Everybody's dying. 66 years old. Had that, what, throat cancer, something like that? A bunch of other maladies. But uh, Eddie Van Halen will do that tribute in just a moment here. But uh, for all Led Zeppelin fans, just want to let you know that the day of the lawsuit is done. And I'm talking about on this particular tune right here. Now, this is Stairway to Heaven. And the song, Taurus, put together... When they put it together, Lawsuit's over. Remember, the guy said he wrote the song Taurus. They, the band Spirit, had been opening up for Led Zeppelin over in Europe. And a year later, Led Zeppelin, after they heard Taurus,
Taurus by spirits because the spirit was opening up for them. After they heard Taurus, uh, they came up with the licks there to Stairway to Heaven. And so lawsuits have been coming ever since. And they tried to get it to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court said, we ain't we got no time for that. So anyway, done. The final lawsuit, it's over. It is not plagiarism. Led Zeppelin did not rip off spirit. Stairway to Heaven is true to the put-together of Jimmy Page and the boys. All right? So over. Forget about it. Ain't supposed to happen again. Final word. And then, I mean, that's good news and all that. And then, man, come in and did you hear Eddie Van Halen died? I said, wow, no. No, 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 no. You know, because, you know, you you, you get uh, in in the world of being a DJ. I was a DJ for a long, 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 long time. Uh, you get to meet these guys, these uh, rock stars. And if you know anything about gigging, which fortunately I did because I've been in a band all these years, 53 years. Um, you know what they do. It's just a bigger stage. That's all it is, really. It's just guys like anybody else. Girls like anybody else. Just a bigger stage. And uh, I was all just normal with these with these guys, all of them. Didn't matter whether it was Eddie Van Halen. Didn't matter whether it was any of these guys. I can't even think of who. All of them. Met so many of them. Thank you, Lord. And uh, Eddie Van Halen was always a good guy. I'll never forget... Uh, <laughs> so one of my early gigs when I first came to town I was working over at Casey at the time and one of my first early gigs was to host the Van Halen show at the old arena now I had just come off about a year's work at MTV and you don't know who's watching you and especially nowadays you don't know but back then you didn't know because it was the early days of MTV and so I'm one of the video jocks on MTV and you know I was doing a morning shift while all the other guys got the prime shift Rock and roll back in those days, at least, mornings wasn't the prime shift. But that's cool. I was on MTV. Plus, plus, they didn't have nobody. So I, Sir Smashing, hosted the early Headbangers Ball. And so, I mean, everybody that was into that hard rock, into the metal, all that stuff, they watched Headbangers Ball. And I guess, like I say, you don't know who's watching you. So at times, you got to say to yourself, well, you better be good or you better be bad. And if you're going to be good, be good enough. If you're going to be bad, be bad enough. So I'm walking into the under part of the old arena over there on uh, the Hampton exit. And um, I walk in and the band turns around and looks at me and they start screaming. And Sammy, who is the, Front man at the time. Sammy comes and jumps in my arms. You know how a woman would jump in a man's arms and, oh, I'm so glad to see you. So he jumps in my arms. The other guys come running up to me and they all pat me on the back. And We love you on MTV. We watch Headbangers Ball, blah, blah, all this stuff. And that's how I got to uh, meet the guys. You know, I had been introducing them before when I was working at DC 101, but never really got to meet the guys. And so that's how I met those guys. 
didn't become, you know, sometimes these guys, these jocks, they try to act like they're, well, I'm friends with all these guys. Yeah, we were friendly. Big difference between being friends and friendly. We were friendly. I was always glad to see them when I came when I came to, when they came to town, and they would always invite me to come on back backstage, with no hesitations whatsoever. And I always got to say hi to the guys if I decided to head on backstage, which most of the time I did because it was Van Halen. Because you know they would always ask me in these interviews, who are your top five guitarists of all time? And I'd always say Eddie Van Halen because the dude was, as we said in those days, I don't know what the kids call him, but back then we just said the dude is a badass. And we asked me about drummers. One of the top five, I always put Alex Van Halen in there too. So the Brothers V, oh my goodness, they were ferocious. And the beauty of their situation was they knew how to be in front of it all with their front men. David Lee Roth, one of the premier rock and roll entertainers of all time. No matter what he'd become, no matter why he left, all that crap. One of the premier front men, as was Sammy Hagar, as is Sammy Hagar. And even this guy, uh, what is it, David Chiron from the uh, band Extreme, I think it was. He came in and did one album with him. They call that a failure. I guess uh, instead of... Gary Chiron, I thank you very much. But instead of selling like 5 million albums, we only sold 4.3. So this is a failure. So instead of making $10 million this year, we only made 5.8. It's a failure. Anyway, that's the way that stuff plays. I'll never forget those guys jumping in my arms. It was magnificent. Like I said, I didn't, uh, you know, go around telling everybody they're my friends. But we were friendly. It's a magnificent memory. So I'm going to open up the show with some Van Halen. And I'm going to close the show with some Van Halen. We've got all kinds of stuff in between. Ed Martin's going to talk conservative side of politics. Got my man Lincoln Bone. Bone is going to uh, break down a record with me. We decided to go with Just One Victory by Todd Rundgren. Had we known, we'd have been set up for Van Halen. But I'm going to put the bigger tribute together tomorrow. Because Eddie Van Halen and his brothers, they changed rock and roll. They hard rocked it. It was magnificent. This, for me, I ain't saying nothing bad about the rest of them because all of them are magnificent, but this is my favorite Van Halen song. Rest in peace. Rock in peace, Eddie Van Halen.
You had the touch. The touch. Eddie Van Halen. Guitar God, now to immortal. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Rest in peace. Listen to the Smash Daily Podcast anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, and the new home at Amazon Music. Smashdaily.com. And talking about investing, Edward Jones, yay. But on the other side, you're talking about buying a house. That's quite the investment. The biggest one, uh, one of your life, probably. Used to be, but now when you've got everything you can do with somebody like Edward Jones, but when it comes to putting that investment in place, you need somebody who knows how to handle it for you, especially the paperwork side of it. That's landmark realty here in the River Bend. That's Matt Horn, located out there on Godfrey Road, 3049 Godfrey Road in Godfrey. Godfreylandmark.com. That's the spot you want to check out. Not only all the pictures, and what I love is the aerial pictures from the drones with the shots from up above so you see how big the backyard is, see how the roof is good, bad, kind of maybe you need to repair, whatever. Thanks for the drone shots out there, Matt. That's another good way to look at a house. Well, for full service. That's the best I can say, full service, landmark, realty. Their phone number, 618-466-1513. 618-466-1513. Let's say it's time for you to sell your house. Well, you want to list with a leader, all right? List with a leader. Somebody knows how to put that listing forth, how to market your house so it can be sold in the right amount of time. Some people may want that household boom like that. Others may want maybe 90 days to kind of like get themselves out because of whatever situation. They're not fast enough. They're not available to get to the next place for 90 days. So you got to know how to list it so it sells right. That is Matt Horn at Landmark Realty, all right? Single family home, residential lots and land, condos, townhouse, commercial property, farms, multifamily homes. They know how to cover it all. And one of the great things, when you go to GodfreyLandmark.com, check out homes by email. These are all the new listings as soon as they hit the market. So you got to jump. A lot of people ain't got that jump, all right? So take advantage of the fact that these guys are there to serve you, to make it easier for you, to make sure that paperwork, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Landmark Realty. Matt Horn is the young man's name. Find him at GodfreyLandmark.com. Smash Daily. Here, there, and everywhere. Because I is where you's at. SmashDaily.com. He's not on oxygen right now. That's right. He's not received any at all. He's he's not needed any but any uh, this morning today at all. That's right. Has he ever been on supplemental oxygen? He 
Right now, he is not on I oxygen. You, I know you keep saying right, right now, but should we read into the fact that he had been previously? Yesterday and today, he was not on oxygen. So he has not been on it during this his COVID treatment? He's, he's not on oxygen right now. <laughs> and then, the very next day. Late Friday morning, when I returned to the bedside, the president had a high fever, and his oxygen, oxygen saturation was transiently dipping below 94%. Given these two developments, I was concerned for possible rapid progression of the illness. I recommended the president we try some supplemental oxygen, see how he'd respond. He was fairly adamant that he didn't need it. He was not short of breath. He was tired, had the fever, and that was about it. And after about a minute, on only two liters, his saturation levels were back over, 40, over 95%. Did you give him a second round of supplemental oxygen yesterday? Uh, not the only oxygen that, that I ordered or that we provided was... Uh, that Friday morning, initially. To disclose that the president had been administered oxygen. Uh, it's a good question. Thank so, you. wait for it. Wait for it. Keep waiting. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here it comes. Almost there, dude. I was trying to reflect the the uh, the upbeat attitude that the team, the president, that his course of illness has had. Um, didn't want to give uh, any uh, any information that might uh, steer the uh, the course of illness in another direction, um, and in doing so, uh, you know, it came off uh, that we were trying to hide something, which wasn't necessarily true. Um, and uh, so have, here I have it. He's, he is the the fact of the matter is is that he's doing really well. That he is he is uh, responding, and as the team said, uh, if everything continues to go well, we're going to start uh, discharge planning back to the White House. Dairy. Legendary, dude. Uh, you know, it came off uh, that we were trying to hide something, which wasn't necessarily true. Magnificent, 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 magnificent song right there. Trini Lopez version. I can't remember who wrote that. I think it's Pete Seeger. I think it's Pete Seeger. Mm, you might lean towards Woody Guthrie, but I think it's Pete Seeger. That's just me using my computer-like analytic mind to, well, my computer-like analytic mind is still in DOS. Well, everything else has moved on to whatever's moved on to. But nevertheless, it is still there in its own individualistic uh, manner. Well... In case you haven't heard, in case you're just tuning in, in case you haven't heard, Eddie Van Halen has passed away. Oh, man, I got the news, and I was just, like, sad, and I'm sad now. 
It's tough to put on the show. I don't mean I didn't. I didn't you know, I, I admire the dude for the way. And when you're a, a band leader, things just kind of like sometimes as a band leader, you got to be the heavy. You are the heavy. Don't want to be the heavy, but you're the heavy. So as the band leader, I understood what he was going through as far as changes in the band is concerned, changes in the kind of music is concerned, the way the music was delivered. But bravo to him, man. He stayed true to what he was, and that was an ultimate as far as guitar playing is concerned. 66 years of age. I don't have the diagnosis here, but I do believe it's something to do with throat cancer. Yeah, I know he had tongue cancer there for a while. So anyway, Eddie Van Halen has passed away. This is a monumental day here, not only because of that, but here on the 6th of October, many, many things have happened. Now I'm looking. National League kicked the Cincinnati Reds out of baseball for selling beer in 1880. Is that wild? It was a uh, different time back then. I guess the sale of public beer in an open field, in an open stand, was uh, an incorrect way to go. So, Cincinnati Reds, out. Bye-bye. 1917. I'm looking here. It's a magnificent list of all kinds of big stuff that happened on this day. And they'll put Eddie Van Halen's uh, death on that next year. New word was introduced in America. That word defined was to shake, jump, and writhe in ways to suggest a return to the medieval jumping mania. (laughs) <laughs> At least that's what the Literary Digest said. So that word that was coined on this date in 1917, that word was jazz or jazz, as the movie did say. So anyway, jazz was uh, born, at least defined, on this date in 1917. Oh, my goodness. Ten years later, that's all it was. The era of talking pictures arrived with the opening of The Jazz Singer, that starred Al Jolson, contained both silent and sound-synchronized sequences. So this was the beginning of Talking Pictures, 1927, on this date. Yeah, I just thought of it just now. On this date, 1967, I started my band career back at Shore Ridge High School. In fact, my man, Mike Reed, Lincoln Bone, Boney, it's going to be on with me. We're going to di- dissect it and uh, digest and diagram a beautiful Todd Rundgren song. I got some more Van Halen to play for you a little bit later on. 1943, Smokey the Bear was developed as an advertising campaign by the U.S. Forest Service to help prevent forest fires. And the guy who did that was this dude, Rudolph Wendelin. He created this advertising icon and for just having... Dreams about a bear in the middle of a forest fire. Multimillionaire. Bravo to you, young man. Wow, I know I, I was alive at this time. I was a young, young man, but I was alive at this time. I think I was maybe about 12 or so. Year 1961. That's 10. 19, maybe 11. 61, President John F. Kennedy 
said, hey, all you American families, if you can, you should build or buy a bomb shelter so as to protect yourself in the event of a nuclear exchange with the Soviet Union, because those are the early days of what's called the Cold War. So people went out and they, they built bomb shelters and they bought bomb shelters and they dug a hole in the ground and dropped the bomb shelter in there. And, you know, they would climb down into the bomb shelter. Everybody have like cans of spam and just stuff that, although spam is looking pretty good nowadays, tell you the truth, they fry it up and put all these, you know, the sauteed onions on it and everything. Yeah, but it's still spam. But anyway, that's what, uh, you know, they used to eat in the bomb shelters back then, folks who would go to the bomb shelters. Of course, none of the bombs ever came over because once they came over and ours went over, there wouldn't be no world no more. That's why you can't fight war like they used to fight war. You can't go invade another country the size of the United States, the size of the Soviet Union, the size of China. You can't do that. You can't do that. So what do you do? Germ warfare, maybe? I'm just thinking. 1968 Hee Haw, the television series, made its debut. My dad loved country music. His favorite artist was Eddie Arnold. Make the world go away. Take it off of my shoulders. Say the things you used to say. And make the world go away. Oh, my old man loved that song. He loved country music. So when he all started, we were all forced. I mean, there was only one TV in the house. We had a big, big hallway upstairs on the second floor, so... The hallway was our TV room. It's only one TV back then, and it was a black and white. And uh, eventually we got a color TV, and we were the bomb, as the kids say. So anyway, we watched Hee Haw. It was all this hillbilly music. But we were immigrant hillbillies. In reality, is what we were, because we wound up in our immigration going to Indiana and became the hayseed that I became. And proud to be here with you, before you, as your hayseed par excellence. Now, hee-haw, of course, everybody came out of hee-haw. My favorite was Roy Clark. Because Roy Clark, that dude was a front man. That dude could sing, but that dude could pick. Holy mackerel. What a player. That guy could pick that guitar. Banjo, too, if I remember correctly. I think I saw him on a mandolin at one time. But he haw man, that's on this date, 1968-1976, man, I'll never forget. Rick Dees, I was working in Indianapolis at the time. Rick Dees calls me. And I started up in 77, and we were still playing this song. He had this song. He was a DJ. He was working in Memphis at the time, if I'm thinking correctly. And uh, he had this song, The Disco Duck. Rick Dees and his cast of idiots. He got a gold record for it. I mean, it's like 500,000 sold. And I remember, he used to call me all the time when I was on WNAP. I was like, well, why is Rick Dees, because he was a big deal because of Disco Duck. Why is Rick Dees calling me? Well, he married a girl from Indianapolis, where we were, and just became a fan when I uh, moved on up in the DJ world. Uh him and a guy named Jerry De, De Caliano. That's who that was. 
tried to get me to come out to Kiss LA three times, but uh, three times didn't work. I was uh, in a contract that I couldn't get out of, and you don't break your contracts. And then I'm looking here. I remember this dude, man. He was so heavyweight. I loved him because he wasn't the politician's politician. 1992, Ross Perot. Anybody remember this dude? He was just a good old boy from Texas, if I'm thinking about it correctly. I may be wrong, but he was a good old boy, and he changed them all up. He came in. He was kind of like the uh, independent running in this whole thing. He was going to thwart everybody. And for some reason, he went out of this whole thing, but he would buy. You know how they have these uh, commercials for, hey, this guy's a chump over here. Don't vote for him. Vote for me. That kind of stuff. All these political merc. Ross Perot. (laughs) Instead of buying a 30-second commercial, Ross Perot bought half-hour commercials. I'll never forget it. It was magnificent. He's on there just yakking about what he's going to do and how things need to change and everything. All these other candidates are buying these 30-second, these 10-second, and 15-second maybe at the most 60-second commercials. And he was doing half-hour info commercials on the political side, talking himself up. I tell you, in all honesty, I think that's the the big thing of when info commercials started up. Although I will say, Jack LaLanne, anybody remember Jack LaLanne? He used to do exercises and everything on TV. He had a half-hour show. That was a big infomercial. Debbie Drake was another one. She used to do exercises and everything. I used to watch Jack because Jack he, he was kind of like a man's man. I used to watch Debbie because that was Debbie Drake, man. What are you talking about? Of course you watch Debbie Drake. What's wrong with you? Anyway, some of the things that happened on this particular day, and as of today, added to that list, and it's a more vast list than just what that was, but it's just some things to remember that added to that list. The passing today of Eddie Van Halen, and he lived to the age of 66 years old. His son, Wolfgang, put the word out on uh, Twitter, I do believe it was, Instagram, I do believe it was, today. And uh, it's sad, man. It's sad. But, you know, I don't mean to be wrong or nothing like that, but uh, we know our generation's dying, right? Clapton's going to die. ZZ Topsters are going to die. Because all these guys are right there at that 70-year point. And if you get to live much longer than that, bravo. Thank you, Lord. Bravo to you guys. I'll tell you what. If I'd have thought that Paul McCartney was going to look this good at his age, I think he's like 77. Because he was a vegetarian, I'd have gone veg a long time ago. A lot of people say I did veg. But I'd have gone veg a long time ago. Serious business. But hey, 2020 hindsight, what you going to do? little bit of what happened on this particular day, Smash style. Digging the Smash, you are Smash Daily, 4 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, 107.1 WBGZ, the big C. Everybody, this land is yours.
<laughs> you got mold and mildew in your house. Well, I don't know. I've looked behind the walls. Well, look. Got a big uh, bathroom remodeling project coming up. Look. Got a kitchen remodeling project. Anywhere in the house. Look. <laughs> look. You got to look. Well, uh, I don't want to tear my walls up. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, there's ways of finding out whether you got the mold and mildew. That's why you call 618-471-9119. 618-471-9119. Environmental Resources. Not only will they help you determine whether you got the mold and mildew, they check out the, the asbestos too because you've got a beautiful house here in the river bend, probably an older house. Got great, great strength to it because back in those days, they built them different. Get it checked out because back in those days, they also put asbestos in the house. That's the, the stuff they used. Mold and mildew collects anyhow because you're on the, the banks of the mighty Mississippi over here, huh? So you call. As for Abram, all right? Abram Henson is the young man's name. He comes out and he gives you a free estimate. There's no obligation. So all of a sudden he's out and says, yeah, well, Mr. Mrs. Jones, you got uh, mold mildew here. You got asbestos uh, floating in your air because it just floats. And you don't need to be breathing that way. Environmental resources that come, I mean, they, they eradicate all that stuff. Instead of you ripping your walls out, let them do it the professional way. So when it does come out, all the mold and mildew comes out with it, all right? Because those spores will grow on back if you don't get them all. And once you open up that wall, you got to spray that thing down. You got to make sure it is more or less painted with antiseptic type of primordial mold and mildew get out of here ooze, you know? I don't know what they use, but something like that. That can be taken care of when you call. 618-471-9119. Well, I don't know. I uh, don't know if I have a mold and find out free estimate 618 618- 471-9119 for environmental resources. Tonight 
that's it. One of the greatest runs in music history right there. Stevie Wonder, of course. Now, little Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, all right? He's done with being a little by the time Sir Duke came out. Songs from the key of life, if I'm due. If I, yeah, I'm thinking correctly. Hey, uh, listen, November 5th, that's a Thursday. It's going to be pretty cool. All right, so it's a couple days after the election, but the election may not be over, so whatever. I'm going to get my notes right here. WBGZ, 107.1 FM, the Big Z. Teaming up with Riverbend Family Ministries. You can find them all all about them at uh, riverbendfamilyministries.com. They're located on Ferguson out there in Wood River. And what we're doing is the virtual fundraising banquet, November 5th. That's a Thursday. Starts up at 6.30. The virtual fundraising banquet. We're going to be headquartered over at the uh, Post Commons. The Halter family, Mr. and Mrs. Halter, Hugh and Cheryl, they're going to be uh, taking over the hosting duties. Isar Smashington will be your MC for the event, and we're going virtual. Virtual fundraising banquet. Well, I tell you what, I wish I'd have gone virtual on food when I was a younger man. I wouldn't have this food problem I got going right now if I'd have just eaten virtually. If I'd have had, like, you know, just looked at pictures instead of eating, you know? So I guess what's going to happen here November 1st, 5th for me, is lesson learned. I'm going to be eating virtually. Shoot, if I did that every night, man, you know how much I'd weigh? 100? Maybe 102. You know what? If I weighed 102, man, I'd try to get into the Senior Olympics and become the pole vaulter that I always wanted to become. I never could because I was weighing more than 250. Now, 300. I'm lucky to get up seven or eight inches off the ground at all. That's just me thinking virtually. Virtual fundraising banquet. Sometimes I even stupefy, stupefy myself in my own stupidity. Nevertheless, virtual fundraising banquet, November 5th, 630. Phone number to call if you need more information. 618-251-9790. 618-251-9790. And hopefully... We'll see you a part of it all. I'll give you more information as we near the date. 